Hey, welcome back, everybody, to podcast number 27, Five Pin Universe's weekly, well, I guess I shouldn't say weekly podcast. We skip a few weeks here and there. Uh, I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. We have the regulars, Tim and Dexter Wiseman, Adam Weber, and our special guest from Nova Scotia, Freddie Toffelmeyer. He is the uh, record holder for Masters Nationals team event for 21 game average at 296. I do believe it was a 16 and 5 record as well in Saskatchewan. Um, our first topic will be the Maritime Masters for 2021, I do believe was the, the aim. Um, we talked about it last podcast with JB a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts, Freddie? Yeah, first off, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. It's been a long time since we uh, since we chatted, since I moved home. So thanks for uh, the invite. It's a pleasure to come on. Um, as far as the Masters, yeah, I think it would be, you know, great for the Atlantic provinces. There's, uh, you know, a fair amount of good talent out here. And, uh, I mean, a lot of people that I've chatted with already are interested in it for sure. It would be good to get the numbers uh, of people to come out. Um, something I'd be interested in uh, 100%. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. It's like, the, thanks for uh, mentioning the previous Masters. Yeah, it was a good tournament. Did pretty good there. <laughs> but, uh, so I look forward to getting back. It'd be it'd be awesome. It's definitely an opportunity uh, that we don't have now, and yeah, it'd be good to go back. From, from my understanding, it's it's just going to be tournament singles and okay. teaching and teaching teams to start. There's no. I don't. I don't think there's going to be a tournament division yet um don't quote me on it but i got the busing information so <laughs> we're trying yeah. to look for chargers and stuff like that but uh i think right now it's just gonna be tournament singles and then teaching teams good yeah i'm assuming they would do uh, you know different tournaments probably one here in nova scotia one in new brunswick one in pei or something like that be good yeah. Yeah, it'll be nice to finally get that exposure out there for uh, the master side of things out there for sure. Um, definitely lots of talent. Where are you, you're not bowling five pin at all right now, are you? No, I'm not, and it's unfortunate. But uh, the center that was closest to me in Halifax closed down um, last year, so the closest one right now is over two hour drive for me. Um, so they're, they're running like a monthly league, so they yeah. get together once a month on the weekend. And I've got a very busy Candlepin schedule, so I haven't been able to, to make it down. But, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that the, the one in Halifax closed. So how many centers are left there in Nova Scotia? There's uh, the one in Greenwood, and I believe there's another small one um, down closer to Yarmouth. I've never, I've never actually been there, but I think it's four lanes, something like that. So only a two Crazy. that I know of. Yeah, I, I think there's four altogether, I think. Four altogether, okay, yeah. Yeah, you could be right. Not good. No, for sure. I I hope they look at that uh, that uh, projection for Masters that year, though. It'd be nice to see more tournament people make it. Um, I guess they do the Open and stuff already, but I mean they're also doing IP and stuff out there too. So um, it'd be nice if they opened that up to more of the the tournament bowlers and just the teaching really um i think masters brings a lot to the game and uh it it would kind of suck just to send one person for the elite side of it i should say so do you but, think it I would mean, discourage that that kind of uh, semi-elite or elite bowler from 
from the Masters after not being included on the first year? Uh, I My big worry is I think you have three different provinces, and if you travel in all three to become that single, that's a lot of that's a that's a big hefty monetary commitment, and you don't make it. It's kind of I think that could deter people of anything, right? Yeah, open up more spots so that you're it's less of a risk. Yeah, I mean, Freddie, if Freddie goes to PEI and he goes to New Brunswick one week and all of a sudden back to Nova Scotia, that's that's pretty big. It's pretty big chunk of change there. Yeah, and uh, the monetary thing's always a, an issue, you know, on the East Coast because um, unfortunately we don't have the, you know, the, the support like the bigger provinces do to cover the expenses when you go away on the trip. That was something I always, you know, appreciated when bowling for Alberta is once you make the team, there's such a big community and, and such a large amount of fundraising and activities go on all year that it's, it's all pretty well all covered for you. If we're out here, you need to pay your, your whole shot, your flights, your hotels, your meals, everything. So uh, that's another thing too. It's like if there's only so many, uh, you know, call them elite bowlers in, in the Atlantic provinces, it's, it's a, big chunk of change to fork out to go to two nationals a year if you have the same group of people yeah yeah um oh uh, this doesn't meant to sound rude at all but there's there's a sure. lot of a lot of people that back out of the open too right yeah oh, for there, sure I, there's I a lot of people one that... year yeah go ahead there's just one i think there was one year recently where they basically had to go down the entire men's list of people that tried to qualify and it was somewhere near the bottom where they finally had the enough men that even wanted to go or willing to go to, to field the team. So, do you think that's mostly due to monetary issues, or I, I think so. It's a especially like it was in BC this year. Um, it's a huge chunk of change to fly all the way across the country and yeah, and uh, put yourself up for sure. But I mean, that being said, there's a lot of people that love doing it, and it's like they're you know they look forward to it every year. They have a lot of really close friends, and it's like their vacation. They bring the families, so it's really, it's really about what you have going on in your life too, I, I guess. Yeah. So I, I know in Newfoundland for a long time they had um, a sponsor for uh, their Masters, and, or it was either Masters or the Open, where they had uh, Molsing sponsoring all their stuff. I wonder if there's a beer mm-hmm. company out there that uh, might be willing to do something similar. Maybe maybe reach out to Molson. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yet. Yeah, no, trust, trust. All jokes aside, trust me, I've reached out uh, within uh, the wonderful organization of Labatt and make the finest beers in the country. And uh, <laughs> um, I know that we supported out in Edmonton there for a couple of years, but mm-hmm. it. It is a it's a very competitive business, and um, you know the commercial teams have their priorities, and it's uh, it's a tough sell to to get five pin bowling up on the top of their list when we're, you know, trying to put every every penny we have into into big events and you know all the advertising and things that go along with it. So it's not as easy as it sounds, even if you no. might have an in, even if you might have an in. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah. Oh, wait. That was brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> Just a nice sponsorship plug there. Nice. Yeah. So, Freddie, have you ever thought about playing the MBTO in 
Newfoundland, just flying out there for the weekend once and, and playing that event out there? Yeah, I talked to um, a couple of the, the Candlepin bowlers that I you know I do a lot of bowling with to see if there's any interest in that. Um, maybe next year sometime if we can get a you know a group of four or five guys that want to go out and make mm-hmm. a weekend of it. So yeah, it's definitely something uh, we're interested in for sure. It's one of the things I've been trying to do is get uh, some of the you know top Candlepin bowlers interested in five pin. Obviously, sharing a lot of stories from the time I had out west, and uh, yeah, working on it. Are they are they showing uh, a bit of interest, or is it like pulling teeth out there? Well, I wouldn't say it's pulling teeth. There's a lot of people who know about the game. Uh, my cousin Travis, he competed uh, the youth challenge when he was younger. I invited him to that, and he uh, beat me, and I made I didn't make the team, and he did. So <laughs> <laughs> I think they went on to win that. I, they went on to win that year for uh, for Nova Scotia, um, but yeah, he came out two years ago when I played the Open, and we actually fielded two full teams um, of Candlepin bowlers. And I don't know, in our Open, it's like a team event, and then we make an All Star team, and our Candlepin teams finish one and two in the tournament, so it was a it was a good showing. Um, but you know, no one else had made the uh, the All Star team, so it kind of fizzled out from there. But we're going to try again this year. I'm going to, you know, go back to try to qualify and try to field at least one team into to the Open and go from there. Are there any other, like, local-type tournaments that, that you could jump into if uh, the MBT um, wasn't necessarily available to, to you guys? Yeah, so we had the singles tournament this year in Gagetown that uh, Rod Nitz put on, and it was an awesome tournament. He got a... Uh, an awesome bargain on the lineage, so the um, the payout was really good for the amount of bowlers we had there. It's a really uh, well-run tournament. It went good. Um, they're talking about uh, perhaps having another one in PEI this year, um, along with another Gagetown tournament. So, yeah, try to get uh, – it was a good turnout this time. It, we filled the host. We had six on the lane, and uh, every crap. lane was full. So it was good, yeah. That's a long day. Yeah, it was a long day for sure. It's worth it. It's good. It's uh, really nice to see competitive bowling kind of across Canada kind of, uh, growing because you just mentioned three tournaments that really we've never heard of before and the NBT springing up and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Growing the right direction. Exactly. Yeah. After a lot of years where I just felt the sport like the sport was spinning its tires. It's nice to have a little bit of traction somewhere, for yeah. sure. So uh, you you had a lot of success in the Open and uh, and Masters there. Um, which was your favorite between the two? Ah, favorite between the two. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. I think they were both. Uh, you know, when I played for Alberta, that that uh, one year I went to both on the teams. It was a you know pleasure on both different teams and both teams were i wouldn't say completely different but just a different feel and, and the tournaments themselves i'd never been to a master's nationals and uh so that was a, quite an experience you know you get uh, it was awesome bowling with uh you know brad wilton and brad glenn people that i didn't bowl with every week in edmonton so to be on a team yeah. with them and experience that was incredible dex and and matt so uh yeah that that was awesome great experience and then the team we we fielded for the open was awesome too. I, I don't I don't can't say I have a favorite. Um, they're all 
always well run. The committees do a great job, and it was a ple- pleasure to be there. You know, feel fortunate all the time that got to experience that in the same year. So, one of my one of my favorite memories for sure. Must be nice to hold a a national record in a sport that you don't even play anymore, eh? <laughs> yeah, I know it's good. I'm humbled by that, honestly. Like, you know, it's it's really neat. That was pretty I cool. almost held on to my uh, my Edmonton average there, but <laughs> Weber, Weber strikes again. <laughs> one year, one year. Yeah, yeah. one year. Yeah. Now I'm not playing league anymore, so you're welcome back. Yeah, yeah thanks. Give her a go. <laughs> he played this year and he couldn't even get high average in this league, so he now he just quits. Yeah. <laughs> well, I knew they were doing some renos or something there. I just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, I guess moving on to another topic. Uh, we talk about it every week, but it's literally two weeks away now. Um, the WCV Tour temp- Championship. Um, now that we're two weeks closer from our last podcast, any... Uh, any jitters going on? You guys feeling anything? Have you been practicing? No practice oh. at all. No practice. Didn't practice before I went to Masters. Maybe I would have won a gold then. Uh, Doubtful. I'm, I'm more nervous if the shirt fits. That's all I'm worried about right now. I don't like joining my size. I'm hoping it fits. But that's all I'm worried about right now. We'll just, we'll just cut a slit on the side. Yeah, I, I hear, I hear uh, Aladdin's a shirt there, I hear, so yeah. we're okay. Yeah. The, the, the last year I was at uh, or at, at uh, Red Deer Heritage there, I made my shirt fit during Baker's, so it's fine. <laughs> we'll make it work for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, haven't thrown any balls besides just, like, balls on the back of the lanes, making sure that the uh, machines and everything were working after the renos, but... Uh, I think now that those are winding down, I'll actually get an opportunity to throw some balls here and there too. So, getting excited! It's nice to see all the stuff starting to pop up on on uh, on Facebook. There, um, it's good. My match against you popped up for all of like half an hour today, and then and then I and then it was gone. No, <laughs> it it was actually scheduled. The only reason you've seen it is because you're administrator on the page. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's scheduled for Friday, but you're welcome. Oh. Oh, okay. I just thought you took it down. Nope. I wouldn't have blamed you. <laughs> People can just skip that one on Friday. It's not very exciting. <laughs> You're right. It was over after four. No, Technically wow. five. <laughs> Jeez, Dex. What? It's coming up. We've got to do some trash talk. I, I can't I see know. my bracket. I can't see him for a long time. <laughs> Oh, I, well, I get I get the winner of him against Ty. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to be a tough match either way. Yeah, those like, those like... are my brackets. I get yeah. last year's defending champion first, and if I make it past him, then I get player of the year. Yeah, this is going to be sweet. I uh, I looked at <laughs> Terry's bio today, and it's nice that they kind of mentioned that he kind of back you know backed himself into their thirteenth place. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's eleventh qualifier. I was like, oh, that's... <laughs> kudos. Kudos to Kerry. I don't. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't post that. Um, I, I. The only thing I'm looking at is if Gary's a really tough competitor, and if somehow I manage to get through Gary, and I'd face Dex. So I mean, that's kind of 
the one I didn't only guy I didn't want to face other than Weber. I mean, that's fine because Weber has my number, but uh, <laughs> if, if you could take care of Gary and then meet me in the final, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm actually contemplating losing to Gary because I, I, at least I know you won't win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, I actually had a chance to get down to Sherwood yesterday to, to throw some balls. Uh, approaches are extremely quick, as everybody mentioned. Um, beautiful center, boys. Like it's, it looks super awesome right now. Uh, new scoring system is pretty cool. Uh, gonna have to get used to uh, those monitors because they kind of angle at you a little bit. But uh, uh, lo- looks phenomenal. Played played great. Uh, just yeah. just a little quick for now. And that that'll probably you know even out over the next month or two. Yeah, a little bit so. for sure. I still expect them to be quicker than they were before, for sure. But yeah, um, it it should it should get a little bit heavier than it is now. So yeah, glad to be finally done-ish. Minus some small stuff, still have to wire up the foul lights, and we have to move all the machines back a little bit. But um, almost there. Still Two doing gutters, and- Timmy. No, no, no. We 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 finished them on Tuesday. Thank God, Adex. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Never again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. You're just cushing bag of chips. That's all I heard, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Instead of chiseling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was the greatest thing ever. Tim got a new phone, so it was. He was backing up his old one for like three days because it wasn't working. So we got some good use out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When Carrie's on vacation, so he wasn't, you know, podcasting group with. So, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, just glad to be done. Glad to have the new scoring system in, something reliable um, from a company that's reliable. Uh, it's uh, going to be a, a drastic and favorable change for us. So, um. what what I'm more excited about is that we actually for the TPC you can do live scoring on it, like sort of like the Cubica online. Mm-hmm. So you can actually follow nice. at home how to how to do that. So um, yeah, yeah. Every so lane, every every lane, every person, every ball, it will should be shown on it. Um, and all 16 lanes at once, too. So you could literally just bring it up on your computer and see all of it. So it should be it should be pretty slick once we get all that going. But, yeah. So so nice for, for people who don't have that live stream on that particular set of lanes. Then mm-hmm. people still want to track and track. And is it uh, pretty much after, like, a 10-second cycle, 15-second cycle like the Cubica? Where they'll next show the next ball or... Don't know. We have yeah. We, yeah. We we haven't we haven't got it set up yet where we've been pay, paying attention to. We still have to go through like the twelve hour tutorial. So I'm really looking forward to that. So once we get that set up and they <laughs> take take it off uh, training mode, then we can start fiddling around and see how how fast that would be. Yeah. Soon. But, Next couple of weeks, we'll have a better idea. Yeah. You ever coming back for one of these, Freddie? Yeah, I mean, uh, I talk about it all the time with Jessica, and we'd love to come back out for you know a little vacation. And I'd love to play another tournament for sure. I mean, the last couple of years have been 
you know, pretty busy, but uh, with us, but got some time coming up. I'd like to try to make one for sure this year. We, be good. Weber's not going to be there for TPC, so I mean that spot's <laughs> open. Nah, then it wouldn't be worth coming. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Facebook post, by the way. Yeah. 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 Well, so did like a hundred people. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at yeah, hundred hundred reactions and ninety five of them are laughing. So that's that's a good sign. It's good. <laughs> no angry face. So yeah, not even for me. So, no. So Rich makes his appearance then. Wouldn't that be something? Eh? <laughs> Told Tweety I'd sponsor my brother Dave before Rich. <laughs> that way I get my money back. <laughs> Airbnb your house that weekend. I'm sure people just you know treat it with utmost respect. Yeah, <laughs> from, from this bowling community, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Freddie, what, what's your what's your favorite candle pin tournament? You should go through some of those with us. Sure, <laughs> sure. Those are, I mean, there's a couple couple of big ones that we have. Um, obviously, the biggest one we have every year is in November. It's like the men's open tournament call it the world it's basically canada versus the u.s 12 canadian 12 u.s so that's you know my favorite one for sure it's a whole week of uh monday to saturday and uh, it's great bowling the best the best bowlers in the in the game um so that's my favorite one for sure there's a couple really good ones here here in nova scotia um there's some that are capped at you know certain average limits but um there's some really good open ones um we actually it's basically the, the old uh men's provincial tournament here in nova scotia and uh we won that this year it was awesome first time i've won that tournament so that was good and um yeah the worlds we got a new team this year for the worlds uh we basically made the entire team out of there's eight guys and seven of them are from our thursday night men's league down in uh, an unbelievable lane so it's pretty unique a lot of the teams that are made up are usually from you know, different centers, sometimes even different provinces, and they put the best of the best together. So we're really fortunate that we get such a competitive men's league down there that we were able to field an entire team team out of there that's going to be competitive for sure. So we're looking forward to that. It's a new year on the Candlepin side for us in, in that sense with our own franchise in the tournament. So hmm. looking forward to that one. Um, also a lot of good mixed tournaments in, uh, in Candlepin here in the East Coast. I think there's four or five big open mixed tournaments um, where, you know, the, the biggest advantage is trying to, trying to scoop up and have the best, uh, the best female bowlers on your team. Cause they make a huge difference in those tournaments. And it adds a whole different dynamic. You spend, you know, two, three days with a mixed team and, um, it's just a blast. It's a hoot. We have a hell of a time and super competitive. Um, yeah. Good. I, I met, I see that you guys run like a, like a, a rose between two thorns out there. Is that something yeah. like you're, you're talking about there? Yeah. So that's a, that's a unique tournament. Um, it started as a fundraiser for the mixed worlds um, uh, tournament. So there's only two teams that go down from, or I think this year there might've been three that came from Nova Scotia and the other 21 teams are from the, the new England States. And it started just as a fundraiser. So half of the money goes to the prize pool and the other half of the money for the entry fees goes directly to the team and the host takes no lineage. And yeah, so you basically have two women or uh, sorry, two men and one woman and you have to set your lineup that way. It's a, it's a good tournament. You do basically five games to start and then they cut the field in half 
and then it's like one game at a time, cut the field in half until until there's a winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun that one. I, the ones I was really talking about though is five five person teams. So you typically have three men in the lineup and two women. Um, usually take four men, three women, or something like that. So you have subs. Um, yeah, they're good. I I watched the worlds once. Bobby sent me a link to watch it. I don't know if you were playing. I think you could have been. Um, and so I was watching it, and I just couldn't believe, like, you guys are throwing pins back down the lanes and and, <laughs> and stuff's going everywhere. And I was like, what is going on? He's like, oh, that's just typical. Like, Lots of shrapnel. Lots yeah. Of shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Guys walking down the middle lane kicking pins. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. Then no, nobody's stopping. They're going full bore. It was like that. No, just... man, it's, it's pure chaos out there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let her rip really most of the time. So. so is there a tournament like I've, when I was talking to Chris Drover out there? Chris was always saying, you've "Got to come out." There's there's events where you can join without having to have an average. Is yeah, that, is, that exactly. is that a thing? Though? Yeah, no, for sure. That's uh, any any tournament that's a wide open tournament. Um, you can take anybody. And uh, it's funny you mentioned Drover. He was on our team uh, in that provincial tournament that we won this year. So oh, that's, that's, awesome. a, that's a good example of uh, yeah, anybody can come and put a team in that tournament. You don't need an average. Just, that's it. Mm. Yeah. Are there are there much for singles events for Canopin? Very few. There's really only uh, on the Monday before the Worlds. There's a singles event, and that's really our one and only singles event here in uh, that the Canadians participate in. In the U.S., they've got quite a few more. They they have a different tour down there, and they they have singles events. But as far as like Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, uh, we really just play in the Worlds. There's been some talk recently in the last you know, three or four months. There was myself and six or seven other guys that were approached by one individual to try to put together a really competitive singles tournament here in uh, in Nova Scotia. So we're working on that. It, I think it'd be really cool. It's it's always about trying to find the right dates, though. Like if we look at a candlepin calendar and try to find a weekend where there's not a tournament and try to make sure it's not the weekend after another big tournament because it's hard to do back-to-back weekends. It's it's a struggle for sure. So, but uh, it'd be it'd be awesome to have one. Like, I mean, I, I talk nonstop about the, the WCBT to everybody in the Candlepin community and just, uh, you know, try to explain to them the level of competition and, you know, the, the amount of, amount of effort and time and, and, competitiveness and the amount of money that you can win and you know just the amount of fun i had out there and you know people are definitely interested for sure just it's a hard thing to get to get off the ground for sure just gotta drag them out here for an event and see what they think hey we have the documenters come up from you know from stateside so uh yeah Yeah. it it doesn't doesn't swoop fly from halifax to edmonton yeah i think so yeah i'm not sure Maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. There's no excuse, Freddie. You can you can go to Weber's house that week and, and call it day. <laughs> <laughs> Yours if you want it. All right. You, you you can maybe try on that gold medal, see what it looked like in the mirror. Yeah. Oh. Yes, for sure. Wow. You know wow. that's hanging by his neck, right? You know it is. Probably kiss him one? before he sleeps every night. I'm surprised it took you 39 minutes. <laughs> well, we'll move on to the special guest question. Seems like a good segue. 
<laughs> so, Freddie, uh, I know you d- your start wasn't in five pin bowling, but uh, who was your bowling mentor? Uh, a bowling mentor. So, I guess for for candle pin, um, I'll start with that out. And uh, I'd, I'd say my dad for sure. I mean, my dad's been bowling ever since you know I can remember. He's been bowling for probably you know, almost 40 years. So he kind of got me into the game, um, you know, always there for, for tournaments and, and some words of advice. And then my uncle Jay was really our coach throughout uh, youth bowling. So he kind of, you know, helped with the technical stuff and, you know, the mental game a lot. But um, my dad was always there on the competitive side. So I'd say him and, and you know, my mother bowled as well. And she was, one you know, one of the top bowlers uh, for females around in Atlantic provinces. So always look back on that for sure. And then on the five pin side, that you know, I wouldn't have got into five pin if it wasn't for Cynthia. So Cynthia Schofield for sure on the five pin side. She's she rarely misses uh, a tournament that I that I play in, no matter where it's at in the country. So <laughs> she's definitely my 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 idol when it comes to, to five pin. She's made a lot of trips. She made it up to uh, Alberta for the provincials. She came to Gatineau for the for the nationals and. You know, she was in the well for the the finals against Adam. So she uh, she's for sure that. Um, you know, there's a lot of people too. I mean, when I came to Edmonton and moved there, like I really wasn't a five pin bowler by any stretch of the imagination. But a lot of people for sure, like you know, Gino and and Lynn and Matt Schultz, you guys, and yeah, so a lot of people to to look up to and, and, and take notes from. Yeah, you you were second at Open Nationals, and you don't consider yourself a. And this was, this was you had silver in like what year was that in Quebec? Two years, twenty eighteen. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Now, what didn't you? What year was it? But you also made it to Quebec one year as a single as well, right? No, I went as on a team. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah, it was twenty twenty twelve. Right. Okay. Yeah, and that was really the first time I'd ever bowled five pin, and. And were you all star that weekend? Yeah, yeah, I finished yeah, okay. second average to Jeff. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I just remember seeing you up on stage. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't remember why. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> I was sitting, I was sitting right beside Al, I think. Al Hong, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You leaned he back and you were gone. Stage, just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny how you say all, all you guys in Edmonton too, but all I remember is Tim and the Bonnie Dune League bitching when you threw a perfect game before he did. So Yeah, that oh, was, was I, I should have brought my perfect game ball for this. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you single-handedly ruined Wednesday nights because after I quit, the league went to fold. Yeah, yeah. no, I haven't. Okay, I haven't faced a guy that eight corner pulls for a perfect game. And you know what? No, you, you didn't care. You didn't care. You took my five dollars, like which you rarely ever took, and you took a perfect game. Like I, I had to shake your hand. It was crap. <laughs> this is forty-seven, forty-eight. You should have gotten more than four fifty. Eight, eight, eight corner pulls, and Freddie knows that today. today they're all bombs. I'll admit they're all bombs, but they're all corner pulls. I was like, oh, that's corner pull. Legit. And he even, he even called it. He called it a nine. I was like, I'm going to get another corner pull. Don't worry about it. Threw a bomb, <laughs> pull the corner. <laughs> I was like, 
son of a... I'm so mad. Yeah, he still complains about it at least once a month. So. That's awesome. Good. Good. For you. Yeah. Uh, you did talk about some tournaments in Candlepin. This can be Candlepin or 5-pin, but what's your favorite tournament that you've played, competed in? Yeah, the, I mean, for the for Candlepin, it, it's the Worlds for sure. Um, I really like TPC when it comes to cash tournaments. I'd have to say that's my favorite one for sure out of the, the four big in the WCBT. Um, so that one's up there high. And then, yeah, I mean, the Open and Masters are, are great. But as far as cash tournaments go, I'd say for sure TPC. And it's always a toss-up between Open and Masters for me. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, toughest match? Toughest match? Yeah. <laughs> we know it wasn't against Tim. But yeah. <laughs> no, I've had, I've had quite a few tough matches. There's a couple couple that uh, you, you brought up 2012, Gatineau, so I had a tough one there against, it was against Jeff. We had, uh, him and I were kind of, you know, battling for the, the top of the high average the whole week. And we finally met his team, I think, with only two or three games left. And uh, I ended up bowling him head-to-head. And we both started, like, I don't know what it was, strike, spare, strike, or something like that. And Anyways, then we both banged out the entire match. And I think it was, like, 373, 372. So that was a, that was a tough match for sure, a lot of fun. And then... You know, the match against Adam a couple of years ago in, in Nationals was tough for sure, but uh, still one of my favorite memories. Like, I, I don't think I've ever learned learned more about, you know, myself and my game from that, that one match. It was excellent. Um, it was anybody's match literally right down to the last ball, and it, it was a great experience for sure. Yeah, that because uh, we were there for Central um, Alberta, representing Alberta for the men's team, and just watching that yeah. last match, I've never heard so many people cheer for both players. <laughs> Every shot. Yeah. It was it was No, it was cool good. It was a battle. For sure. It's freaking yeah. warm in there too. Man, it was hot. <laughs> yeah. But man was that match slow. <laughs> I'm pretty, like, those balls didn't come back. Those balls. Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I made a fa- I I'm pretty sure I cleaned the entire house. In between yeah, shots, I believe it. We literally—those are just my shots. Somebody, they literally had to put somebody down back to put the balls on the ramp to send them back. It was insane. So, <laughs> but you know what? You—you you never got a piece of play warning, Freddie. So obviously, it wasn't you. He's significantly yeah, exactly. faster than Weber. Yeah. <laughs> so much faster. Yeah, no, it, it's still the best. <laughs> I, th- I think he made the right call. Yeah. No, that was definitely the hardest match for sure. Uh, Absolutely. So, uh, what what's in your arsenal? What bowling shoes and what uh, what bowling balls are you throwing? What bowling balls? Or so, did you throw uh, before you retired? I guess I should say. No, I still got them. I still got them. <laughs> They're uh, so I wear SST sixes. They're the best shoe I've I've ever had in my opinion. Um, so I've been wearing those for, I don't know, probably three years. It's the classic, you know, the slider breaks, cracks, whatever, but they're still holding up for me. So I'm trying to find another pair. They're very hard to find. But uh, So I'm wearing those um, for five pinballs. It's a funny story. So when I moved to uh, 
when I moved to Edmonton, um, just I think it was like the week before the lake started at Bonnie Dune. I went into Bonnie Dune just to to check it out and went up to the counter and said, "Hey, looking to bowl a couple of games." I said, "I I need a set of bowling balls too, so I'll take those orange ones right there." (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea what size, what weight, anything. I said, they're the best looking ones they had. The other ones are kind of boring. So those are still the two balls I have. The only two balls I use. Um, I had to get them engraved for when I went to Nationals, so I got that done. But uh, I believe they're Ram Pro Rubbers. Yes. I don't know what. Yeah. So. They're 310. I know they're they're heavy. They're heavy. And I think they're big. Yeah. Yeah, 5 and 310, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I use for 5-pin balls. And for camping balls, I... <laughs> I use uh, just an old set of Paramounts that my mother used to use back in the 80s that my dad gave to me. Uh, I think I was like 10 years old or 11 years old. So I try to take really good care of them. And uh, what else in my arsenal? I'm a big fan of bowling towels. I got like 10 of them in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> so cheaper uh, on balls and shoes, but you'll have towels. I got a lot of towels. Actually, I've got a WCBT one that I, that's the one I use. That's my go-to. Uh, starting to fall to pieces, so if you guys could send one out east, would be nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I got a whole bunch of sliders and heels, and never ever changed one. Don't even know if it's half. <laughs> yeah, Mister Technical, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so what 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 is the size and weight of your Paramounts? Uh, so mine are two sixes. Um, and they're standard size. I think they're like three inches, something like three and a half. I, I'm not sure, but they're two six and I got, uh, there's three of them. They're all slightly different cause they're older balls, but I mean, you know, within, with, you know, half an ounce or quarter of an ounce, whatever it is. So hmm. yeah, two, seven, I, two, seven, I think is the max you're allowed to use. It might even be two, eight, but two, six is what I got. I, I have a two six four, but they're four and seven eighths. They're the same size as, as regular five pin balls. Really? Really? Yeah. I thought candle pin balls were like. Oh, candle pin are way smaller. Yeah. No, yeah. oh, well, for sure. Then I got duped. Right. <laughs> you did. And that for was sure. and, and no, Mitch didn't sell. I was gonna say <laughs> Mitch sells <sounds> here. <laughs> Guys, we made it this far, and you. <laughs> Throw the Mitch. Ah, you're welcome, Mitch. <laughs> um, so bucket list items for bowling. Um, have you ever won worlds in Candlepin? I ha- I have not. I have not. I've actually only played twice, oh, okay. um, which a lot of, a lot of people don't realize. But I've only actually played the tournament twice, um, and haven't won it. We made it to the playoffs the first year I did. And in the first year I went to move to Edmonton, the team that I left won the next year. So it was good. It was good. I mean, we, we had a strong team. Just uh, Yeah, so that's obviously on my bucket list. Um, we, you know, we, we put together a, a real strong team with a bunch of guys that, you know, like I said, we bowled together every Thursday night. And um, we're like some of the best of friends. And it's a great team. We gel together. Um, we've got a ton, ton of potential. And we're going to compete. So, you know, win at least one Worlds. You know, we want to we want to kind of make it a, a good run at it over the next ten years each year. So that's a huge candle pin one. Um, 
And yeah, I still have bucket list things for five pin as well too. I'd, I'd love to go back to a Masters again, you know, whether it's you know singles or if eventually we get uh, tournament teams, that'd be great too. Um, I'd love to win a men's open team with Nova Scotia for sure. That'd be my best, uh, my my number one five pin list for sure. To put a team together, and I think the last time Nova Scotia won was in in Newfoundland. I believe I believe there was like three or four candle pin bowlers on that team at the time. So yeah, yeah. very cool. Uh, it was a good team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dougie Blackler and I think Mark was Mark O'Loughlin on the team. I think uh, both. I think Dave was too. Dave and Mark um, and I think ba- uh, Daryl Bailey was on that team. Yeah, I think Daryl Bailey and then Wayne Como. Wayne, Wayne Como, Como and Andre was Andre on the team. Uh, I don't know if Andre was, but they they actually faced uh, our central men's team. Yeah. Their first was Shelby and Gino and Brad Ason and those guys, and they beat them twice in the finals. And it, the scores were like fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred. Like they're both huge games against them. Like it was, I saw that it was pretty cool. Yeah, Gino. Uh, Gino reminded me of that quite often. When I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for right. sure. Yeah, still a highlight for them for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess since you're you're so competitive in a, another form of bowling, do you think five pin bowling could be doing anything more to um, improve? the way it does things like you guys seem to have a lot of mixed team events and stuff like that out out in the Atlantic yeah. provinces and five pin bowling really you have the open <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that's something um, you know Bobby and I have talked quite a bit about that it'd, it'd be really neat to see a couple team events in, in five pin where you you know whether it's capped at a certain average or um, if it's even if it's wide open and even if you only get you know, eight, ten teams, it would still be really neat. It, it's just a whole different dynamic. Like, even when we go away, you guys know when you go to open and, and you're on a team, it's just a totally different feel. It's like you, every ball you throw isn't just for you. It's for the four or five guys standing behind you. And um, that's kind of the atmosphere we deal with all the time. And one of the things that, you know, you guys bowl a lot of games and, and some days on a Sunday you throw 24 games or something like that. And even though – Candlepin tournaments might only be 12 games in a day. It's like you're throwing every ball because every time there's a teammate up on the lane, you're, you know, mentally focused on that. And there's a lot of complex shots in, in Candlepin. So, you know, you're helping out people on how to make a difficult wood shot or you're giving your input here and there. Um, so it, as far as like draining and, and stamina and stuff, it, it, it's more in Candlepin than I ever thought it was now that I've come back and, and started it again. Um, I used to think that you know five pin couldn't get any worse than bowling twenty three games, but even bowling just twelve on a in a team event over the course of a full day is is a lot. So I think that'd be awesome if you guys you know even if just tried it for for one tournament, just gave it a shot. Yeah, you yeah. you should try bowling sure. a uh, a tournament with Weber where there's a bubble on the on the uh, synthetics out there. Oh, talk nice. about talk about draining, my God. <laughs> yeah, so I was. Uh, <laughs> When, when you guys asked me to come on, I listened to a couple of the, the podcasts, and I think one of the most recent ones, he started talking about the, the bubble on the like, – I just shut the thing off. I was like, I need a different podcast. 
It's like I can't listen to Weber talk about some kind of imaginary bubble on his board. Like, so I, I can't. No, I have to come to his defense. It's not imaginary. It was. I'm terrible. Fred, Freddie would just throw it through it hard. Yeah. yeah. So he would have bounced it over. Yeah. I, I was uh, losing my mind. There, there, <laughs> I, I remember the first time playing with Freddie on a team. He's like, "Well, like, what do you do when you struggle?" I, I just throw it harder. That's, <laughs> that's all. That's all it was. Yeah. 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 What's your change, Tim? Hey, at least he's got to go to. What do you got? <laughs> uh, I have nothing. I, you guys know I have nothing. I yeah, I have nothing. No. But. Uh, actually, the one que- the one thing I want to bring up it's not actually a, a uh, it's not a question, but one of my fondest memories of getting to know Freddie a little bit the first couple of Wednesdays, and this is the difference between cannon pin and five pin, uh, was you know everybody throws a strike, you give him a high five, and Freddie <laughs> had nothing to do with it for the first six weeks. He like That's everyone's right. going over giving giving uh, Freddie a high five, and uh, and he's like, no, go away, like. I don't want. I don't want to get your strike. I, like I, you, did, you got fifteen. You got five in a frame, and so that that that's the biggest difference I saw in Calvin and Five Ben was that uh, Freddie's anger towards high fives. I mean, like <laughs> we're, we're even playing a team, and the other team goes up, and there's like they start throwing strikes. You don't even look at him. Don't even look yeah. at him. No, it was definitely something to get used to. And uh, I, it's funny you mention that because I remember when Bobby came out the next year and he joined yeah. the league and Bobby did it. And it was his first week. And it was like after the first game, he like pulled me aside and he's like, man, what's up with all the high fives? I was like, I know, right? <laughs> we're, just, we're just very friendly people out here. No, it's all good. We, we caught on eventually. <laughs> you still sound bitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you went back to Candlepin, were you high fiving people and like, what the hell is this guy doing? Hundred <laughs> percent. We made you a better person. I love it. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now known as uh, Five Pin Freddy by a few different people in the Candlepin world. Yeah, that's good. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I know if you, you've had quite a bit of support over over there as well, right? It's unbelievable. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, uh, Ronnie and Patricia Pohn there from uh, the home center that I bowl out of, just in a little small town of the uh, Musket Albert Harbor here outside of Halifax is about 45 minutes. And the things that they've done with, um, in particular, youth bowling in, in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick is just unbe- literally unbelievable. So, no, they're doing some great things. <laughs> they, you know, they're out fundraising and they're raising awareness for youth bowling. Um, they run an excellent host. It's all about the bowlers. Everything that they do is back into the center. And, you know, they've supported me a ton. Even when I was bowling five and I'd get messages from Ronnie whenever there was results posted and, or Patricia, you know, just, you know, being encouraging and, you know, saying that uh, they're, they're watching and they're following. And um, in fact, they came to Gatineau for the nationals there uh, a couple of years ago. They drove overnight from the, from the bowling center out to watch me, which was, which was awesome. So it was unreal. Yeah. yeah. 
they're doing great things for bowling. I mean, they're so passionate about it, and uh, it, it means everything to them. And anything I can do to give back to, to them and the center is, is kind of top of mind. So they get the support of all the Candlepin community throughout, you know, Atlanta, Canada, and, and down into the United States. They've, like, grown the youth program. I don't know what it is, something like three or 400% over the last 10 years in, in, in the harbor. So they've got two two days of full can, uh, full youth bowling on, on Saturday on, on Sundays. So it, uh, it's awesome. That's cool. It's I, incredible. I, I follow that page. And uh, if you ever have it, like go on Facebook, follow unbelievable lanes. If you're looking for neat ideas or just love of the game, Ronnie and uh, Patricia do a really great job. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I follow it. It's, he does a really good job. He actually, he goes, um, doesn't he go like city to city Bowling alley yes. to bowling alley, and he, he talks to every one of them in the in the <clears throat> summer. That is his summer yeah. vacation. He closes down for like two weeks, and he makes sure he says hi to everybody and, and visits, and then he has to bowl a game at the center. He yeah. always makes sure, he, and then Patricia always wins. I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he always mentions that, right? But it's it's really incredible to watch. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. just got back, so they were just they were just doing their uh, their annual tour around. So they went all the way from here down to Yarmouth to Cape Breton, up through New Brunswick, and they literally hit every single center that they could. Dropped off uh, information about youth bowling, you know, trying to get people to to get their houses involved if they're not already involved, and just you know support all the proprietors. It's it's unbelievable. It's awesome that they do that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Good. It's it's what the game needs, and yeah. I th- I feel like I feel like the industry has moved that way where people are more willing to help everybody, um, just because I, I we're all in it together, and you know the, the sport has struggled uh, and to an extent over the last fifteen years or so. So um, it's just it's just nice to see everybody kind of working together. So kudos to them. Yeah, they share like the Nova Scotia five pin association stuff all over their page and they share mm-hmm. it on like yeah. the candle pin website they they literally share everything to do with bowling doesn't have like they have nothing to gain on the five pin side and and they're just so passionate yeah. about the game and the bowlers and they support any kind of bowling it's, mm-hmm. it's awesome i remember when you were out here doing things and they were sharing stuff about you all the time yeah <laughs> it's pretty <Yeah. laughs> it, it's true yeah it was awesome it was really cool that's pretty huge to have a, a support system like that, especially when you, you moved all the way out to Alberta for them to continue to do that. That's You don't see that too often in, uh, nowadays. It seems like once somebody moves away from it, it's kind of forgotten about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah, they, they've been great. And, I mean, I can't say enough about the people in, you know, Edmonton, Alberta, or when, when Jess and I moved out of there. So we were accepted as family and made – you know, so many friends over the five years we were there. It's, it's awesome. We talk about it, you know, every day pretty well. Talk about the people that we met and the times we had through the bowling family. It was incredible. We miss you out here, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Anybody else got some Any new rules popping up, Dexter, and in coming into the new season? <laughs> I, heard, I hear WCBT still isn't allowing hats during the filming. So. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I... <laughs> I gotta bring that up with somebody. I just, I, I just don't it's understand. I mean, it's a great reference. It's a great avenue to, uh, you know, get it's a religious sponsors thing. out there. Um, 
I, uh, I'm afraid of like the reflection off my head. So uh, there's there's so many reasons light. why it should be supported. What's that? It just adds more light for the film cameras. <laughs> <laughs> You're helping production. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably not where you want it. What do uh, you need a hat for during filming inside a building? There's not a sun shining in your eyes. Well, those lights are bright. And, and that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's just something that uh, the wcbt just decide to stick to their guns and make it look a little more professional i know outdoor sports allow hats all the time it makes sense but for an indoor sport we decided to stick with the status quo and highlight the it, shirts more it gets it gets warm in there yeah so uh, i mean yeah. Uh, what I, what yeah so i mean I guess if I can't do that, I might just stick with like a headband, keep the sweat out of my eyes. <laughs> Actually, is there any rule? Is there a rule against headbands? No, you keep the sweat out of your eyes. Oh, it makes total sense. <laughs> this is you this can wear is your sunglasses, Dex. Sunglasses, Dexter. I could, I could wear my sunglasses. Yeah. I'll you go full Pete Weber. No, I think a headband's half. <laughs> I, I fully support that decision. It's going to say, this is a hat. <laughs> um, in short, no rules this week. Oh. I got no phone calls. <laughs> Any candlepin rules? Any candlepin kind of, rules? Kind of anomalies that are kind of fun? Yeah. Uh, a strike? I just I just, I just thought, well, yeah, strikes. Strikes are hard. We get uh, we get pins if you get a turkey. You get a turkey pin. That's the kind of interesting thing. Um, no, I'll tell you one of the I'll tell you one of the most interesting rules in cattle pin that's controversial, and you know doesn't happen all the time, but it can lead to to a ton of controversy. So obviously we don't clear the dead wood after you know you throw the first ball or the second ball. Um. And some centers have different gutters uh, down off the plate. So some gutters are flatter than others. Some are, you know, fully ditched out like a five-pin gutter, but very rarely, though. So a lot of the gutters are flat. So the wood will actually, you know, roll off of the wall and kind of be up against the edge of the plate. And the rule states that if you, you know, come in contact with the wood while it's in the gutter before you hit a pin, that uh, it's a dead ball basically doesn't count however it's up to the bowler that's you know throwing the ball to be the judge and to make the call whether the ball is good or not so that's an interesting rule i mean sometimes it's clearer than others and even in cases where you're like clearly the ball hit the wood first people are known to say no it was good it's a spare or or whatever (laughs) it it becomes a, a pretty controversial thing so I didn't know if you guys were aware of that one or not, but no, no. They come I, back with a high five after. Hundred percent, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I you, hear you it's guys like don't... super cutthroat in cattle yeah. pin. I hear people are like rating each other's faces, and yeah, and re- resets are issues, aren't there? Like pushing the reset button. Bobby, yeah, tell so me. You, yeah. yeah, you can't. Uh, sometimes, like. You know when the when the person is finished their third ball, and let's say you're you're on the right, and so you typically go first, and then you know you'll push the other person's button when you think they're done, just as kind of like a courtesy. But sometimes it'll 
accidentally get done or accidentally on purpose. And you basically need to re-bowl the frame after that. So it can be an issue for sure. <laughs> Only yeah. the as coach far as is the supposed to set the reset button, guys. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, as far as the, the smack talk goes, it, there's a fair amount, I'd say, for definitely more than, than five pin, like a thousand times more than five pin. We are so, true I, gentlemen in this sport. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, it's definitely something I've been struggling with since I moved back because I'm not used to the, you know, jibber jabber in my ear. So it's I'm still not over it. I still have that kind of. <sighs> when people are talking smack to me, it still kind of gets to me. Can't <laughs> um, yeah. I notice it in duck pin on some of the videos I've seen. I imagine it's the same in candle pin. Is a lane courtesy really not a thing? Like you can pretty much stand beside the guy and it's not really a big deal or. Yeah, like, on the approach, it's not a big deal. We, we do have, like, you know, try to go ball for ball, so the bowler on the right goes first, then the bowler on the left, the bowler on the right, the bowler on the left. It gets it gets um, a little – it gets more distracting when it's the set of lanes beside you. So if I'm on the right and there's a bowler yeah. to my right, bowling on the left on the other set, there's no courtesy there. It's like you just go, right? So, <laughs> I mean, at, at, the, at the higher levels, it's a little better, and, and – you know, people will notice who's up and who's not. But some guys start so far up on the approach that they don't see you to their left. And then, you know. Yeah. So with, yeah with my leg kick, I probably get leg swept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. That's cool. what other, that, that's, that's the most interesting rule is the gutter rule. It's the most controversial one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. It's weird. It's weird to me they leave it up to the, to the player. I mean, I guess that makes sense for like timelines, but in major yeah. tournaments, you got to have somebody else call that. It's tough. It is, and you know they they have they have started in that. So before every Candlepin tournament, we have uh, like a captains meeting beforehand. So all the team captains would go to a meeting for five ten minutes and talk about the day. Hey, this is how many games we're in a bowl. This is what happens in the event of a tie, and the gutter rule gets brought up the start of every single tournament. And so some of the bigger tournaments, um, I believe they did this at worlds this year. Um, if you, if you're the person delivering the ball and you come close or hit a wood, you need to make a definitive call. Like immediately, if you hesitate at all, it's dead ball and it didn't count. So you need to basically turn around and say it was good right away or else it was dead. So they're trying to, cause a lot of times people will come back and kind of look at, you know their teammates or look at the opponents and then make a call yeah. so they deem that to be automatically dead if you're not 100 percent certain that it was good so, so, so it's one imp one improvement yeah so they lose the count on the ball and then they have to throw the next ball is that correct uh yeah 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 exactly because in yeah. five five pin a dead <laughs> ball means you get to re-throw that ball we call oh, it a no, lost sorry. ball if it's a zero or whatever right yeah okay. yeah Huh. <clears throat> Very interesting. I assume yeah. there's no loft guards on candle pin lanes either. <laughs> no, no loft guards, no. <laughs> and the the lob line is another I mean it doesn't get called nearly as much as it should. So there in the old in the old like uh singles tournaments that they used to have, they used to have line judges as well. So there'd be like a guy on the chair down the lane to observe the lob line. Really? That's yeah. awesome. Like yeah. tennis, like tennis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a line judge. Um, Holy crap! 
so now we basically say there's no line judge. It's, you know, it's a hard thing to call, especially if it's close. I mean, if there's obnoxious lobs, then, you know, you're, you're able to, to give a warning to the, to the other team. But how, but how far now, is the it. lob line? Yeah. Same as, same as uh, five pin. The loft guard. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But d- doesn't, uh, doesn't Cantlepin, didn't they have a full uh, lane? Like, doesn't Ronnie's lanes were full maple. Like, there was no pine to it. That's what I thought. Like when I when I was reading really trying to understand it, there was no softwood in the back. It's all hardwood all the way down. You know how expensive those things would be. Yeah, yeah I don't. They, know. They, I, they could yeah. be. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. But that, but that, honestly, that that would make a ton of sense. I I yeah. think it's I think it's full maple the whole way down. But maybe. Maybe maybe Freddie can do some digging for us and lob one out there and see what happens. Especially new wings. But yeah, honestly, I mean, I, it may be like a significant upfront cost, but that's going to save you so much money down the road. Plus, plus the weight, right? Like maple is significantly yeah. heavier. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> still, it would save you so much money down the road, especially with like throwing the lighter balls too. Doing a little bit less damage, um, long term, you, you would never have to touch them. Hmm. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Didn't know that. Okay, um, we got our hour in. Does anybody have any topics they want to talk about really quick, or wrap this bad boy up? How come your mustache is so dark, Freddie, and your hair is so ginger? <laughs> I don't know, man. I didn't know it was gonna be a video. I wouldn't shave. <laughs> How do you get the video feed? Uh, I don't know. I, I did have one question. I, I apologize. I haven't watched them on the video. But uh, Tim, do you do every single podcast with the Autumn Open champion here <laughs> behind you? Like, yes, yes, I do. Really. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If people, okay. if listeners want to watch the video, it's on patreoncom slash universe uh, You just have to become a patron, and then you can watch Tim's autumn open shirt in the background for an hour yeah. long each time. He also has the absolute best angle on oh, like, the yeah. video. Oh yeah, it's absolute sure. flattering. He's right in the camera too. It's perfect. Good. What right. day did you win that on, Timmy? Yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> it was it was it was another second place finish that magically became first. So, <laughs> sorry, I haven't helped you out on those yet. Yeah. No, no, no. All right. Well, thanks, Freddie, for uh, joining us. I imagine it's late out there. Yeah, it's coming on midnight. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you again, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. I do believe we're not doing one next week. But we'll have one out right before the WCB Tour Championship. So, mm-hmm. thanks right. for having me, guys. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. you. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Freddie. Great seeing you.